I'm former Congressman Gary Franks. And I'm his son, Gary. I'm millennial. We're discussing everything from politics to sports and pop culture. From very different perspectives. We speak frankly. So uh, all the, the East gets messed up even more, huh, Gary? The, Cow- I mean, the Redskins lost. Uh, well, well, no. <laughs> well, no, I watched... I watched the uh, the football game. It was a great game. Alex Smith played great. Oh Detroit, wow! Oh, that's Detroit, right. That's right. Detroit. That's right. I forgot. Detroit threw out their kicker, uh, Prater, and he and he had a fifty nine yarder, and they lost. A fifty nine yarder. Yeah, I saw the highlights. Yeah, yeah. a fifty nine yarder. Wow. Yeah, he so had the, the biggest leg in football. So, so uh, they, the deserve, they uh, deserved uh, to win, huh? Yeah, they did. Oh wow! They did. They deserved to win that game because uh, Detroit's not good. And, uh, now, not that I'm rooting for the Cowboys anymore, because I'm basically they're, they're they're dead. But and I think they're playing for the, for the you know the trade up to get the quarterback. <laughs> I have to get a bunch of space from Clemson. Um, sorry, Dak. They're not going to get that because the Jets are worse and Jacksonville's worse. So they're not going to get that. They're not going to get it. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Good point. The Jets may never win a game this year. The Jets you, may never right. win a game. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a good point. And the Jets don't want to win a game. Yeah, we know that. We know that. We know they don't want to win a game. But they They also know, the Jets also know, or if they don't know it, I think he can tell them, that our guy from Clemson may say, I ain't going. I'm sorry. I'm not going. The Jets don't care because because as long as they get get, um, either him or Justin Fields, they don't care who they get. They know they're the top two players in the draft, so they don't care who they get. They're going to get one. You know, They're going to get a quarterback. They don't know which one they're going to get, but – Trust me, they don't get a quarterback. They're not worried about it. Yeah, but yeah, I, t- I think there's a is it, well to me there's a big difference between the two. But you're saying they're pretty. The other guy's not bad. Ohio State guy's not that bad. So he's he's pretty good. You're saying he's pretty good too. Um, um, he's really good. Justin Fields okay. would have been the first pick in the how draft. Much, in how this much year's you, draft. Gary, who, who would you compare him to? Who, who would you compare him to? Anybody who's playing now or who who has played? I gotta think about. It. That's a good question. You know what? Honestly, it reminds me of. Of you know he's not as big as him, but he reminds me of Dak Prescott. Oh wow! Okay, he's okay. not he's not as big as Dak, obviously, but just mm-hmm. the way he plays, he reminds me of Dak Prescott. Maybe a slower version of Deshaun Watson. Okay, um, okay. He has a good arm, he, and he takes uh, he throws the ball down the field, or does it, yeah. or just yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's really good. Now what, you know, what he is quarter, the, he was a quarterback last year when they lost to Clemson and he played really well and they lost because gotcha. Ohio State started messing up. I got you. But then again, now let's just think about that. Ohio State's last big time quarterback is the guy who uh, lost his job just this a couple of weeks ago for the Reds. With He's the, better than him. The Washington, him. The Justin, Washington team. Justin Fields was the number two quarterback in the country behind Trevor Lawrence. And Justin Fields started off at Georgia and then he transferred to Ohio State. Oh, he started off at Georgia. Okay, okay. He started off at Georgia, and he lost his job to the third best quarterback in the high school class <laughs> that year. Okay, uh, something form. I can't think of his. I can't think of his full name. Okay, he's going to be in the draft this year. He's going to be a second round pick, most likely. Oh, second round. Uh, guy. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah but I don't think really Trevor Lawrence, I, I really don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to go to the Jets, and I think that the uh, the Cowboys are oh. giving half their farm to get Trevor Lawrence. I, I hate to say that, but why they don't have to do that. I think they, they want to do that. No, you know what the Cowboys are going to do because of the Cowboys? They're going to give up a second round pick, two second round picks for Sam Darnold. And they're going to get, you know, the Jets quarterback right now, get Sam Darnold and use that third pick on an offensive lineman. That's what they're going to do. 
Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. That's an interesting move. That's that, that, actually a smart move. That's because, a, no, yeah, it's, because no, that's not. That's not. Bad. You would have to give up multiple first round picks to get Trevor Lawrence. You that's would. Not worth it. You would. You would have to give that's up. That's what it. I was gonna say, Gary. You would have to give up two years worth of first round picks at least. Um, More. Maybe More. three. Yeah, you're right. Maybe two. Two years of first round, and maybe a. Maybe two years of second round. I mean, the, it could be when the football, four players. When the football's team decided to trade for RG3, I think they had to give up three first-round picks or something. Three first-round picks and two second-rounders or something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I think it would be four players. I think it would be four players at a very, very high level. And so um, he, he's – because he is that good. So, um, yeah, I, I think Donald – Well, be, no. That's, that's, no, I that think he's he that good. good. He is that good. that he's that good. He is great. But anytime you trade the number one and number two pick, I want something. Because, yeah. because whoever, I, whoever I'm picking is supposed to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So I right. want something in return. I don't you're, want, you're, you know, so, you know, I don't want some bum. Yeah, you're absolutely right. If you're picking, you're getting the number one pick of the draft. You are picking a guy who will be or should be or better be in the Hall of Famer. I don't care what the sport is. I don't care if it's basketball, football. This guy, you're saying, is going to be a Hall of Famer, barring injury. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame because that's that's what you're saying when you when you pick someone yep. at that level. And and so you know, I say all that, but I also say that I don't think Trevor Lawrence wants to would like to see himself playing in an organization that is such so inept as a, as the Jets. I mean, I, I yeah, I'm not trying to put myself in his position because uh, I, I can't. But and money's going to be money. That everyone's going to pay him the same. He's going to get the max rookie amount, you know, whatever that is. Then you know they almost have, have a formula for it. Um, so it's not going to be a matter of, okay, they can pay me more. It's a matter of whether or not, and New York's a great city, don't get me wrong, but it's a matter of, do you want to sit there with a bunch of guys who are in the management who don't really know what they're doing and have proven that they don't care about winning and have demonstrated that they can't win? And so why would you want to go there and say to yourself, you're going to spend the next six, eight years with these guys who really, really do not have the mindset that you've had all of your life? that you had when you were a high school player when you never lost games. You had when you were a college player when you really lost games. And now you're going to go to this team that doesn't even know how to win a game? No. 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 And, and, and I'm drawing a blank for the guy from, from uh, I don't know why I am. Talking about yeah. John Elway. Yeah, John John Elway did the same thing. He said, no, I'm not playing for that. I don't care what you do. I am not. Read my lips. I am not playing for that team. Read my lips. And, and that's sometimes you just have to do that. I hate the you know, spoil the whole system of drafting. But these teams that tank and show that they have no desire to really get their act together and or they may have this so-called process that could take five, ten years. You know, life is too short. You can't wait five, five or six years or four or five years in order for a team to get their act together to get to 500. No, I'm sorry. No, put me on a team that knows how to win, that has a good management team and a team that's already somewhat competitive, just competitive. They don't have to, you don't expect to go to a team that's getting ready to go to this, this on the brink of the, of the Super Bowl or the team that lost in the Super Bowl. You don't expect that. But you do expect to go to a team that does have a little more of a winning tradition than the Jets have had. They're the New York Mets of the 60s. That's what they are, the New York Mets of the 60s. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Then what team would you want Trevor Lawrence to go to? Any other team. <laughs> Any because there's a lot team. of bad franchises. No, but so there's a the no, point but, the, but the Jets, Gary, have been they have been just so bad at that it's it's almost embarrassing to think about that. I, That's how bad. I think you're forgetting. I think you're forgetting the Jets. 
the last time the Jets made the playoff was in 2010 when they got to the AFC Championship game. So the Jets aren't as bad as you're saying. The Jets basically stripped down their roster. And if Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be that guy, he should be able to carry the team because the last time that there was a quarterback at this level was Andrew Luck. And that team was terrible the year before because Peyton obviously got hurt and all their players weren't the same players. And it was clear that Peyton Manning was carrying that team. And they were 2-14. and 14. Yeah, but yeah, the, the big difference is the Colts had a tradition of playing solid football. No. No, they had a bad year. No, they, the they, point I'm trying to make is, is that the Colts culture was Peyton Manning. They didn't have a culture. And that's what quarterbacks can do is they can create their own culture. The last time a team didn't win a game, it was the Detroit Lions, and they drafted Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford, you know, he's obviously he was not the same talent as Trevor Lawrence was when he was coming into the draft, even who was the first pick in the draft. But Matthew Stafford has had a good career. No. And it's because mm-hmm. culture in Detroit. What Stafford has done has been admirable. But what has he done? He's made them a 500 team. Now, if I were Trevor Lawrence, why do you want to do that? that that's the best that, that Detroit's ever been. And so why? Why do you want to go with them? Well, that's, you picked a good franchise to talk about because no one is as inept as the, as the Jets. But why do you want to do that why, why, when you don't potentially have to? Now, am I right? Will Trevor Lawrence be able to demand that he's not going to go to the Jets and the NFL is going to allow him to make that type of statement and he gets what he wants? i.e. some other players who play sports with a different type of ball will do. I'm not going to mention that guy's name. We'll talk about that in another episode. Probably not. But I'm just expressing my feelings about what I would do if I were Trevor Lawrence. I would say, hell no, I ain't going. That's it. No. I'll play another year, whatever. I'm not going. No, no. It's just not a good thing for for him, in my estimation. Now, we've seen a lot of great quarterbacks college quarterbacks you know go to teams that have been 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 bad i'm thinking of the browns they had a very you know obviously their history hasn't been that great either especially in the last five or ten years but what's mayfield when they went there and they're now a decent team they are a decent team so i'm not saying that it it can't happen i'm saying that if i have my druthers would i want to go through that no and and at least the browns did have a now the, the the browns i don't know i I have a little soft spot for them because of Jim Brown going back many, many years. But it can't happen. I think I think Mayfield's probably a better example than Detroit because Detroit, they, you know, they you know they're five. They at best they've been five hundred, and at one time they had one of the you know the best tight ends in the in the history of the game, and they still managed to only get to about five hundred at best. And I'm not going to talk about their conference, how tough it is, how not tough it is. They got the Packers, they got the thing, then they got you know, Minnesota. No, bottom line of it is they just couldn't get over 500. And that's not the type of career you, you uh, I think, that most players like uh, Trevor Lawrence, who is, I think, one of the, uh, I'm not going to put him in a category of a Zion Williamson of basketball, but he is in a category of the very, very elite college players going into the NFL and will prove, I think, that, um, you know, he could potentially get multiple national championships mainly because of his arm and his play. Well, I think you're being completely disrespectful to the Jets because the uh, the Detroit Lions have won a total of one playoff game since 1990. So they've had a worse franchise yeah. than the Jets. But regardless of that point that I'm trying to get across is, is the fact that the Jets are going to be bad next year and they're going to be in the same spot next year. So you'd rather just go to the Jets and, ha- and start the building process 
Yeah, so the division has nothing but young quarterbacks in it except for the Patriots uh, at this point. Obviously, Buffalo has Josh Allen and Miami has Tua Tungvaloa. So if they get their guy, Trevor Lawrence, they can start building their team. They already, you know, have a good left tackle they just drafted in this year's draft that could turn into a pro bowler. So the Jets are actually aren't as bad off as you, you know, as you think. And obviously, at the Browns, you, know, you brought up a good point. When Baker Mayfield first got to the Browns, the Browns won, I think, one. No, they were terrible. <laughs> and they were terrible. Yes. And the Browns have so much talent, and they're still not great. And when Detroit had Calvin Johnson, they made the playoff multiple times during that run. They didn't win a playoff game because the refs stole a game from them against the Cowboys, and then the Cowboys got uh, robbed against the Packers, then Packers got robbed in Seattle, then Seattle lost to New England because they did something stupid. So that was just, you know, that was just the way that season went. But I a question uh, for you, Gary. No, I disagree. Question with you. for you. Yeah. So how many times did the um, Lions make the playoffs in the last? you know, last 10 years. I know they haven't won a playoff game. You know, we said that since the 90s. Right. They were above 500 a few years over the last, yes. since, since they had staff. Okay. They, they, they have been. Yes. Multiple year. Who's worse, the Lions or the Browns? I mean, it's kind of a sad story, but anyhow. <laughs> oh, the team that's worse is probably. The Browns, right? Um, yeah, so just reading out, it looks like the Detroit Lions have made the playoffs three times from 2010 to 2020. They had a record of eleven and five one year in in twenty fourteen, ten and six in twenty eleven, and nine and seven in twenty six. Okay, those are all years with Stafford was there, right? Okay, let's go back further. Yes. Let's go back when he wasn't there. So from two thousand to two thousand ten, how bad were they before he got there? I'm saying that he brought them to to being a mediocre team, which is the, which is a good thing. That's that's fine, but not not any better so than that. The t- Even though I'm, I was surprised they went eleven and five one year. That's that's. I'm really shocked by that. Following three terms on the city council and three terms in Congress, former Congressman Gary Franks' consulting firm has helped scores of companies, large Fortune 500 firms, small businesses, and even startup companies secure millions of dollars in federal government contracts and international business opportunities. Congressman Franks, a Yale grad, author, Fortune 500 executive, and former visiting professor at Georgetown University, UVA, and Hampton University, will use his knowledge, experience, relationships, and strategic plan model to help you reach that next level of success. Schedule your participation in an upcoming webinar to learn just how Congressman Franks can help you. For more information, email gary at garyfranks.org now. Yes, yeah, so Matthew Stafford joined the Detroit Lions in 2009. They were 0-16 okay. <laughs> the year before he got there. Okay. And then a the year after, they were 2-14. and 14. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then they were 6-10 and 10, and then 10-6. and 6. Go back about three years before they drafted. Because let's see what the tradition, what the trajectory was. Was It It was straight downhill, right? So in 06, it was bad. It was 07, it was bad. Well, well, well kind of went up a little bit because it started out in 06. They start off with three and thirteen. Yeah. Two thousand seven was seven and oh. nine, and then two thousand eight was zero and sixteen. Okay, and then two thousand nine was two and fourteen. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I, I think we're you know, but the Jets, what they're what they've done, I think is even worse than that. But you know, I'm not sure if you want to be, we can pull that up, but it's pretty bad. And the other thing, the other thing, go Gary, that would make football somewhat unique, and you may disagree with me on this, is that fortunately or unfortunately. There aren't many trades for quarterbacks. 
So the team that you go to, basically the team you're going to be with. <laughs> you know, it's not like you can say, hey, you know, I'm going to partner up with my other buddy over here. I'm going to go go find these great wide receivers and this great tight end, and we're going to put together this little group of people. We're going to play for the so-and-so, so-and-so team. You don't see that. Not that I'm advocating it, but the bottom line of it is there's no movement for a quarterback. You go there, you stay there, you're in there with very, very few exceptions. And so all the more reason, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm saying to myself, why? Why do I want to go here and and look at the history, look at the past track record of all of these number one quarterbacks going to these teams that are 0-16 or 2-14 and realizing that my my high water mark is going to be 9-7. and You know, this is maybe one year lightning is striking, I go to 10-6. and You know, it's... To me, it's a, it, you know, why work so hard to have your life finished like that? And so I would just say no. <laughs> I would just say well, no. Well, every quarterback that's any quarterback that's been the first pick in the draft has been a part of a really bad team. So it's just the way that it works, which is the one thing that I like about the NFL. I hate the NBA lottery system. I think it's stupid. I think the worst team should get the best player, even if they tank to do it. That's just the way that it works. Uh, but to answer your question, uh, the Jets were better than the Detroit Lions if you go in the last 20 years. Because in the 2000s, the Jets made the playoffs three times and got to the conference game once in the divisionals twice. Okay, okay. And the last five years, uh, when Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback, if you remember that team, and Brandon Marshall was on that team in 2015, they went 10-6 and just missed the okay. playoffs. Since they've been okay. bad. So the last four years they've been terrible, but they had some they had some life. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They've had some life. Well, I'm gonna let my my position stand then. I I, I just say, hey, well, I hear what you're saying. I, you you gotta do that. You go you're the best player in the country in college, best quarterback in the country in college, first overall pick. You get stuck with some with some really, you know, bad alternatives. But I just uh, you know can think of my friend Elway. And uh, he it didn't the show didn't end up like that for him. He ended up being able to get traded, and I think there are other examples that of that too. I don't think that Eli Manning wanted to play for the team that he was destined to play for, and he basically um, you know kind of balked at it, and you know was able to get over to the Giants. If I remember, he serves me right. I guess that was the the Rivers situation as well. I can't think of uh, yeah, I can't think of the year, but you know many years ago. The main reason why I'm taking this position, Gary, is because you're just basically stuck on that team. It's, it's very rarely there. Don't get me wrong. There's been trades. There's been a few things that have happened, but it's just it's so it's somewhat rare. And it's when the team I'm thinking of the the former Washington Redskins and their quarterback sagas over the years. So the, there's exceptions because some teams are just really screwed up when it comes to quarterbacks. Thank God the Redskins have. I should say. The Washington team has Alex Smith back and healthy, and thank God for that. And and I've always liked him, but he was liked when he was with the, the 49ers. But the bottom line of it is, you know, it's it's a it's a situation where usually you go to that team and you're you're there for the duration of your career. So why, why not get the best possible option for yourself if you can? And my point of view is, you know, if Trevor Lawrence is is that great, you shouldn't have a problem. Brett Favre. You know, he wasn't drafted by Green Bay, but he turned the Packers around. Peyton Manning joined the Colts when they were terrible. Tom Brady became the quarterback of the Patriots when they were terrible. So if you're going to be, you know, if you're that guy, you should be able to carry a team when they're terrible. Kyler Murray, you know, 
when he joined Arizona, they were terrible. They got the first pick in the draft, and now he's playing great. So that's just the way it works. If you are that guy, you should be able to turn the franchise around. If you're not that guy, then go back to college. It's fine. So, Dad, I don't know if you heard, but the Los Angeles Lakers are very close to making a trade for Dennis Schroeder of the Oklahoma City Thunder, who uh, finished in the top three uh, for six men of the year last season. They'll be probably giving up Danny Green in their first-round pick for Dennis Schroeder, which basically means that Rondo is probably gone. How do you think that would help the team? Well, for starters, I think Rondo was going to be gone anyhow. I think he's wasn't he a free agent. He had a player's option. Oh, player's option. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought Rondo would, would uh, probably be exiting stage right anyhow. I thought, Gary, that you were going to be telling me about the uh, the Rosa prospect and the Danny Green and, and possibly Kuzma departing for uh, San Antonio. So no, now it's Schroeder from Oklahoma City going Correct. to the Lakers. Okay. Correct. Okay. It's not official yet because um, the new year hasn't started yet. But yeah. it seems like uh, Rondo would end up with the Clippers. Gotcha. And the Lakers would with get the... Dennis Schroeder. Oh, wait a minute. Rondo would end up with the Clippers. Well, that's the one team that Rondo, you know, that a lot of people are speculating that he would go to would be the Clippers. Okay, so he would change one L.A. uniform for another L.A. uniform. Okay. Correct. <laughs> but the main reason is that he'll be a starter. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's that is true. And and let me tell you, Rondo's a winner too, Gary. I I gotta give the guy his due. Uh, winner at the at Boston, winner with the Lakers. I'm not a real rah rah Rondo fan, but I think Rondo has has demonstrated his his willingness to work hard at his game, and he's done that from from his days in Kentucky all the way through his entire career. Yeah, uh, when there was a time where he didn't have a shot, and when I say didn't have a shot, I didn't have a jump shot. And he, you know, he became respectable. I'm not saying he, shot, he was able to shoot 50% from the field, but he became a respectable shooter where you couldn't just fall off him like he, like you were able to do early in his career. Schroeder, I don't, I don't know that much about him, Gary. I've seen him, you know, play a few times. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not a big fan. I'm not, but I'm not, I don't dislike him either. I just haven't seen him play enough. And I know he's been the runner-up, or he said in the top three for several years as sixth man of the year. Don't know what you bought him. It could be a great move, but um, how do you feel about it? I think it could be a great move if LeBron lets him play the role that he's supposed to play. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is a guy that needs the basketball, which means LeBron has to play with you know off ball, which he has shown that he's not. I'm not gonna say not capable of doing, but he doesn't like to do. So that's gonna have to be the major change. But if they do that, it will be a major help for the Lakers because he can definitely score the ball and he can definitely put the ball on the floor you know, and create his own shot. But the most important thing, and I think it's, you know, a really big deal for the Lakers is the fact that Rondo won't be there uh, mm-hmm. because Rondo gets hurt a lot. You know, that's one thing that people don't want to look at. Everyone talks about, you know, how Rondo played in the postseason. But Rondo had a, you know, I believe he had a broken arm or something. He was out six to eight weeks, Yeah. you know, yeah. during the bubble. You know, so he, you know, he's injury prone. And I don't know if that's really great for, for any team, but I think it'll be great for the Clippers and probably only the Clippers because uh, he is the type of guy that can, um, you know, get guys like Paul George, you know, to snap out of their funk, you know, when they have it. Oh, and yeah. That's important to have. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely important <laughs> to have on your team. And he also increases the basketball IQ of the team. And maybe he can get, you know, he's tough enough to understand 
you know, certain type of um, aspects of the game. And he's also one of those type of guys that he understands Lou Williams and Montrezl Harold if Montrezl Harold comes back, mm-hmm. and Patrick Beverly, and he also understands guys like Paul George. And that's mm-hmm. the type of guy you need in the locker room. Yeah, Gary, I agree with you 100%. Ronda will kick you in your butt, that's for sure. And Ronda will tell you, what what the blank are you doing? And when are you going to hit a basket? And if I'm not going to pass it, he won't be in your face. And you need players like that. You, you, I tell you, that's what would make a player a winner. And he, he, he has that quality about himself. He, he plays with tremendous passion. Plays with a, with a great basketball IQ. I have nothing negative to say about Rondo. I think that whoever, other than he's getting old, but we all are getting old. So he's going to be more injury prone because we're all, you know, as you get older, things happen. Things just break down. And, um, and so with that exception, I, I think that the, the Clippers will be making a wise move. Any team, quite frankly, will be making a wise move to uh, to get Rondo because he, he he's a he's a winner. If you want a winner, you, you'll get him with you get it with him. He doesn't care about his stats. Doesn't care about the numbers. He just cares about the W's. And when you got a player like that, you you got someone special. And and that that's that's how I look at Rondo. And from OKC's perspective, I don't see them keeping Danny Green long term. I think they're probably going to trade Danny Green again, or or maybe maybe even release Danny Green if you know if the salary you know isn't too much uh, for them to take. But you know it's very clear OKC is just stacking up first round picks. I think they have like ten thousand first round picks right now. They got a bunch of them from the Clippers, and now they're going to get, you know, another pick from the Lakers if this trade happens. So if OKC, you know, it helps them to rebuild. But if they want to keep Danny Green, it also helps them as well because they got to say go just Alexander, and right now they still have Chris Paul, and Chris Paul can help Danny Green get a lot of, you know, open looks. And, you know, if they still want to try and compete and win, Danny Green can help you win if he's making shots. Obviously, he wasn't doing that for the Lakers. So it's not a surprise that that, – uh the Lakers or LeBron James wants to get rid of him. Well, Danny Green's bounced around to so many teams. It reminds me of the uh, the guy who uh, can't think of his name now, but the guy who has all the rings has six rings. Gary, oh, you're talking about Robert Ory? He has yeah, he's like, he's a, yeah. Danny Green is the Robert Ory of of our era. I mean, the guy bounces around, but every team he goes to, they win a championship. I mean, I'm not so <laughs> he. Not the star of the team, not the number two play, best players, not the number three best player. He is the t- the typical journeyman or the typical role player, uh, solid as a rock. But you know, would you say, okay, now I'm going to build my friend? No, you're not going to do that. <laughs> you're going to have him fulfill a role. He'll get his twenty to twenty eight minutes a game, and ideally put up double figures and get you a half dozen rebounds and maybe two or three or four assists. That's that's what he is, and he'll shut down somebody. When I say shut down, instead of the guy getting 30 points, he may only get 21 when Danny Green's guarding him. That, that's kind of good. Or if he's averaging 25, he may only get 18. That, you know, so he, he'll do that. But bottom line of it is, I won't call him anything special. Rondo is special. And so uh, well, that that move, it's, it's it would be a, a big pickup for the Clippers. For Danny Green, uh, it's um, a fine basketball player. Nothing, I'm not being critical of him. It's just that, um, you know, he is what he what he is. And, and I wish him well if he does move on to another team, but he keeps accumulating those ranks. Don't forget to subscribe.